This is episode number six of the Fantasy Ladder podcast. I'm your host, Steve, at Fantasy Ladder. This podcast is brought to you guys by the IDP guys from idpguys.org. So welcome back, my fantasy football friends and family. Let's climb the ladder of fantasy football together. Today, we are starting an amazing series that we have for you. Going to be bringing you some of my favorites from the fantasy football community to talk about their favorite teams. We're going to start the series off with the Chicago Bears, and we have this absolutely stacked show for you. So uh, I'm going to introduce the guests in just a second here. But uh, we are doing this to add more depth and heart to the discussion, since I may not be as plugged into the team or understand the history of each team as I am with my own favorite team. So I'm going to bring on the guests one by one here. Welcome, Nick Scrip at... P2W Fantasy, of course, from play to win fantasyfootball.com. Now, Nick is a, an absolute blueprint of how to handle oneself on social media uh, with the great with, with the great fantasy content, of course, but also bringing in a lot of his personalities, handles his business very well. Nick, how are you doing and how long have you been a Chicago Bears fan? Well, uh, first and foremost, I appreciate you having me on. I, I really don't get to guess as, as much, and I, I appreciate the work that goes into making a show work. So thank you for having me on and for the kind words. Uh, I'm 30, so I'm just going to assume that I, I've been a, a Bears fan my entire life. I, um, I, I tell people I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago because I was until like first grade. Um, so the story's a little skewed there, and now I live out in the suburbs. So always been a Bears fan, big Bulls fan, White Sox fan. And uh, I'm excited to talk some Chicago sports here today. Basically comes with, with, with the territory, right? Of course. Of course. Absolutely. Boy. I love it. All right. Let's bring on our next guest. We have Jake Parry at Parry underscore FF. We know him from JWB FF, and we are big fans of JWB fantasy football here at the Fantasy Ladder podcast. He is also the host of Two Average Husbands. I know Jake as a great league mate and a fantasy football uh, conversationalist. Jake, how you doing and how long have you been a Bears fan? I'm doing great. Thank you, uh, like Nick said, for having me on. Uh, I'm in the same boat as Nick. I grew up in the, the Chicagoland area pretty much my entire life. So going on 27 here in a few days. So I'll say 27 years of Bears fan, um, much to the chagrin of my dad, who is a diehard 49ers fan. So had to uh, had to switch that up on him a little bit. But, you know, thank you again for having me. Of course, of course. Yeah, happy to have you on. All right, next guest, we have ZMags at ZMags IDP. He is a contributor at IDP, guys, along with myself, so a fellow company man. Welcome on. And a, self, a self-proclaimed IDP maniac. So how are you doing, ZMags? Hey, how are you guys doing? Um, happy to be here and ready to talk about the Bears and um, here for any good IDP content you guys need. Uh, I mean, I've to go ahead and get on that how long I've been a Bears fan. Um, you know, I'm 31, so <laughs> I think we're all generally been around, you know, been Bears fans close to the same amount of time. Um, the whole family's Bears fans, except for my sister and her fiance, they're Patriots fans, so we have to deal with that every year. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and I know that struggle as an Eagles fan. My, my wife is a Steelers fan, so things sometimes get spicy on, on Sundays. But um, And the Eagles actually play the Steelers this year in Pittsburgh, so it'll be an extra exciting Sunday that particular day. But glad to have you on the program here. And last but not least, we have 
Joshua Chow at JB Cho Knows. We love Josh because he's a great guy. We love the dad jokes, and we especially love that big fantasy football brain of his. So, Josh, how you doing, and how long have you been a Bears fan? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, I've got a big fantasy brain, and it's good because <laughs> i got a big old head, so uh, it all works out. But uh, I've been a Bears fan. I'm not going to say how old I am because I feel like the old man in the room right now, uh, but uh, I- I've pretty much been a Bears fan my whole life. Same thing, except – with Nick instead of the Sox, I'm a Cubs guy. So, uh, you know, all things Chicago, I'm living in the East coast now, but, uh, you know, always staying true to my bears. So yeah, pretty much my whole life. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So I wanted to start the show off just with, with, with a summary of the last season and just kind of catching us up to where we got to this point in time. So in the 2020 in the 2021 season, uh, the bears uh, in the, in the draft, they traded up for Justin Fields to nag him as the franchise quarterback hopeful. They did have a 6-11 record, finished third in division. Uh, Fields definitely flashed at times, but w- with a nagging injury late in the season, they did miss the playoffs. And then big transitions now are coming into this season as they fired head coach Matt Nagy and GM Ryan Pace. So, Nick, uh, if you could, uh, can you please tell me about the head coach and general man and general manager switcheroo? Are you glad, relieved, shocked? Nick, you're muted. Yeah, you're muted. I'm talking to myself there. That's all right. (laughs) So, uh. I think it was just getting to be that time. I mean, Nagy, his first season was great. He was 12 and four. Um, then the two seasons after eight and eight, and then last season, six and 11. So we went from having a pretty good year to two mediocre 500 years. And then we went backwards again. So, I mean, after a handful of years, the direction's not where you want it to be. It, it was just that time. Same with pace pace hired in 2015, uh, four out of seven of the seasons that he was, um, the GM, they finished third or worse in three of those seasons. They were fourth in the in the uh, division there. So just two guys that for a string of years were not going in the right direction. And it was that time. And, um, you know, as far as the new GM, in all honesty, didn't know, uh, you know, a, a ton about polls. Uh, Eberflus, uh, I, I feel like he was job hunting for a bit. I was at first, not super excited about the hire just because, you know, he's, he's a big defensive guy. I kind of wanted a more offensive mind to come in and looking at like Brian DeBall going to Buffalo and Josh McDaniels going to the Patriots. And then, you know, my, my mind thinking about Byron Leftwich, who could have been a good guy to maybe develop fields. I, I was not super into it. So I'm hoping that just seeing how things work out in the coming year or two, that uh, they changed my mind, but you know I'm just being myself and overdramatic. So that's that, that's uh, my spitball of thoughts there. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I thought um, it would have been in, I thought it would have been interesting to see the Bears hire like a more offensive-minded coach uh, for Fields' sake. Um, but the, the, does anyone else feel differently? Are you glad for the uh, defensive-minded head coach? I think any head coach not named Matt Nagy being our head coach is an improvement. <laughs> Preach. Um, yeah. I mean, I I just. I, I actually started wondering about Trubisky. Like, was it Nagy? You know, <laughs> like not letting Trubisky be Trubisky. Uh, I'm glad that they made a change uh, sooner than later. Uh, I also was hoping for an offensive-minded guy to come in uh, as the coach and really let's you know just say Fields is our guy and let's put everything 
around him for him to succeed. But I'm not saying we haven't done that. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. But uh, yeah, I'm really glad that we brought, you know, some new people in from the top down. And I'm excited, you know, for the season. I know it's going to be kind of a transitional, if you will, or uh, building season. But um, yeah, I look forward to it, seeing what we can do. Gotcha. How, how about you guys, uh, Jake and, and Z-Mags? Yeah, for me, I, I also wanted an offensive-minded head coach, as most of the Bears community did, right? We want to revitalize our offense. We've always been known as a defensive team going back to, you know, to the, the Super Bowl win you know, back in the 80s. It's been always, you know, the Bears are a defensive team first. And that's why in the back of my head, I kind of always figured we would still end up with the defensive head coach. Eberflus was on the list of defensive-minded head coaches that I felt would be fine because he does kind of just – People want to be around him. Like he, it's something that all, basically all of the teams that he's coached throughout his career have said is like he's the guy that you want to fight for. And if you're going to have a defensive-minded head coach that can pull in other talent from around the league, like he's going to have. Obviously, he had offensively-minded coaches who want to work under him because they know that, you know, he's gonna he's gonna focus on the defense. He's gonna let the offensive guys run the offense, and that's something that this Bears team I think desperately needs. Like we saw. You know them handing off play calling duties to laser at times and then Nagy would take it back like it was just so much back and forth like we just finally have a little bit of stability and i think at minimum that's an improvement yeah gotcha that's good points so i'll be using mags i think uh the the colts because uh um Eberfluss was the defensive coordinator over there the last uh, several seasons, and they've finished as like a top half uh, defensive unit. Uh, are you excited for this move? And do you think it's, it'll improve the defense, uh, perhaps from, from an IDP perspective or just in general? Um, I First, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely uh, think this it could end up being good for him. I was actually kind of banking on maybe us landing Brian Dable. Um, right. That was that was the guy I was hoping for, um, but you know he's with the Giants now, and we'll see how things work out for him there. But um, with with Eberflus, you know, it's it's I don't know, it's um, he like you guys are saying, he has that ability to, um, you know, he people want to fight for him, people want to play for him, they're willing to go that extra mile on the field for him, and when you you bring that to that kind of mindset especially a defensive mindset to chicago i think people natural naturally will begin to um get a feel for that and um you know we're all attracted to that because of what we're the monsters of the midway so um yeah i um i think this could end up being good for him in the long run i think this is good for guys like roquan smith um eddie jackson and for the, the these young guys that are playing they they need this direction so, and I think he's good for that, for them. That's great. Yeah. I, uh, th th this is why I was happy to have you guys on because I was not aware of, of the uh, personality of, of the new head coach. So, you know, if, if he's the kind of guy that all the players want to play for, I think, I think that's awesome. I think that's, that's a really a, a like the best case scenario for a team with, with a lot of young, uh, talented players who have nowhere to go, but up as a roster. So that's great. So it's kind of continuing with the changes uh, over the over a free agency. Uh, obviously, we touched on the head coach and GM switches, but uh, the Bears were not able to uh, retain Allen Robert Allen Robinson or Khalil Mack or Andy Dalton. Maybe not the biggest deal in the world there, uh, but they did add uh, quarterbacks 
uh, Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman to back up fields, and they brought in wide receivers Byron Pringle, Equinemius St. Brown, and more recently here, Dante Pettis. Uh, Josh, uh, do you have any thoughts on these moves? Uh, I wish I had some on the moves, but none of them were particularly thought-provoking, I think. Uh, uh, you know, Fields is definitely our guy, so I'm glad to, uh, you know, he has some backups. I'm most interested in seeing Fields develop and really take a step forward this year. Um, but I was hoping that we would have brought in, um, you know, a wide receiver to help him out, either via free agency or the draft. I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but... Uh, seeing Allen Robinson go, obviously that is a, a big hit to our team, even though he didn't play very well last year. Um, you know, and th there's still some guys in free agency right now. Uh, you know, like even someone like Will Fuller, you know, bringing him in or Julio Jones even. I think just someone that Fields can also target and kind of just trust to make plays or at least be there. Like Julio's still a big body, not as athletic as he used to be. But uh, just someone to help him out. So that, that's going to be the biggest thing. Byron Pringle actually isn't terrible. I know he's had some off the field issues recently, but, um, you know, I, I was looking up his game log and, you know, he's had like, I think over like, like four games of 15 plus PPR fantasy points uh, last season, albeit that's on the Kansas city chiefs, which is, you know, much higher, you know, powered offense, but uh, he's, he's not bad. And then we got Equinemius and then Dante Pettis. He's someone who's bounced around my uh, dynasty league rosters <laughs> throughout his entire career. So, uh, hey, if he hits on our Bears, you know, like I'll be more than happy to see that happen. Um, but so far, you know, I I've been a little bit underwhelmed with at least the offensive help that uh, they've been putting around fields. Yeah, I think I'm a little disappointed in the patience they've they've seemed to have in adding more weapons to uh, fields. But uh, how about the rest of you guys? Uh, do, do these moves do anything for you? Are you guys going to miss? um Robinson and, and Khalil Mack, or you think it's just kind of best for them to move on at their at this juncture of their careers? Just to uh, <clears throat> talk briefly, I, I tweeted this out earlier, just about Pringle, St. Brown, and Pettis. Um, across those three guys, 10 combined seasons, they've had 156 receptions, which is less than Mooney and Komet combined for um, four combined seasons. They had 230. So my the, the point being there is like, None of these guys have had a ton of you know, NFL success. And I, I feel like for me, and, and again, maybe I'm over-exaggerating, being a bit dramatic, I, I would have rather them signed somebody who's done like anything before um, in an offense. <laughs> like even like a guy like – I'm going to spit this out. I, even a guy like Cole Beasley, who's still f a free agent, mm -hmm. I would rather a guy who we've seen like be able to get open and take volume and things like that or even – Julio Jones, like was mentioned before, maybe for like a one year. I don't know what the cost of these things would be, but I was frustrated because I feel like the system should be surrounding your franchise guy, which is Justin Fields. I know some people think that that might be up in the air. I don't think it is, but it should be supporting him. And I feel like supporting him would mean having guys he could develop as a passer to. And, and these guys to me are just super unimpressive, you know? So I, I hope, I hope guys like, uh, you know, Pringle end up doing something, even though he couldn't really beat out consistently Demarcus Robinson or Miko Hardman, who are not very good. I mean, people are, might argue that as well, but um, that, that that was my frustration with the with the whole receiving room because I feel like I'd rather sign like an old guy who's done anything than three guys who have not had much of a career. But you know, time will tell. Got two guys uh, ready to step up with Mooney and Komet, but that, that's my quick uh, rant there. 
No, I like it. Um, so, so, so Jake and Z mags, uh, where would you feel comfortable drafting a guy like Mooney for, for this year? Is, does he kind of come in as like a back end wide receiver two or more of a flex play for you guys? What do you think? I've got him as my dynasty wide receiver 21, I believe. So, you know, he's, he's rounding out that kind of second level of receivers that you're really going to start to target. So uh, off the top of my head where that falls in a draft, probably, you know, around the sixth or seventh round, you know, he's really starting to get into consideration for me there. Um, but I don't, I also like if, if, if you're confident in the talent, like some people are calling him a fringe wide receiver one. Um, I, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Um, you know, just the, the profile doesn't suggest that his ceiling is there, but he's, he's clearly shown that there's a lot of talent in his game. Um, you know, some people could, you know, probably take him, you know, mid to late fifth and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be offended by it. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing about Mooney. Um, I think he's, you know, he, I think he's like, I, I don't, I don't really do offensive ranks. That's my, not my specialty, but um, I think he's definitely like in that wide receiver two range. Um, you know, he's, he's going to see consistent PPR action, especially for the PPR leagues. Um, he's going to get targeted. Um, you're going to hope he's going to catch those balls and you're going to hope Justin Fields is throwing them accurately to him. Um and I think he's going to be, you know, he's going to be the main guy for the Bears. And we'll, you know, we'll see about how these others turn out. Um, uh, just like, you know, you guys were saying, you know, Pringle, you know, uh, he was never um, able to do much with Kansas City. Um, Equinamius, you know, in Green Bay. Uh, I think he was probably more so brought in because Luke Getze, you know, was in Green Bay as well. And he knows the offense. So maybe that'll help Justin down the stretch we'll see you know but yeah yeah, yeah. i mean very good that real quick mooney I, I love mooney but he's not a white i mean he's not an alpha i mean he's not the main guy you want to be depending on all the time last year what he had he had 140 targets 81 receptions on that for just over a thousand yards and four touchdowns and it, he did rush for one as well uh i think target volume is really the the main thing that's going to keep him in the conversation of being kind of a valued asset. I think once they bring in a real like number one wide receiver, hopefully we do that at some point. Uh, you know, he's definitely going to lose a lot of value. If someone's valuing him as a wide receiver, one fringe to even solid wide receiver two, I'm probably moving him in dynasty and getting uh, the value there. So that, that's just a, a quick thought on that. And, uh, gotcha. It, it's just my, my last point on Mooney. I don't, I don't want to keep, uh, um, dragging the Mooney show out, but it's, it's good points all around. But um, one thing, you know, I took note of earlier is I went on fantasy pros earlier today and, and looked at his ADP and his ADP was wide receiver 34. And I feel like we've seen plenty of people be high in him, but he must not be being drafted that way because um, if that's where the, uh, the, they pull a bunch of different sites and they put it together for that, that ADP, but wide receiver 27 last season for PPR doesn't make a ton of sense for, him to probably get tons and tons of volume this season, but be drafted lower than he finished last year. I feel like the opportunity is probably bigger for him this year, but I, I guess time will tell. I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, Josh, though. I'm not pushing him as like a wide receiver one. I don't think that's um, – I think there's just too many wide receivers for fantasy to put in that category. But I wouldn't say he's going to be worse than next yeah, – last season. It doesn't make sense, you know. Yeah. Expect around the same, I think. 
Gotcha. Yeah, no, I think I think he may be um, an, an interesting buying opportunity because if you do believe in the improvement of the Bears offense, I mean, he, he could be a, a tremendous value there. So just kind of transition on to the uh, 2022 NFL draft results. Uh, Chad Reuter of NFL.com, uh, who I would like to refer to as the mock draft uh, maniac, uh, he gave the Bears an A- minus for their uh, for, for their draft. They did not have a first-round pick as they traded up in the 2021 draft for uh, Justin Fields. So just going to summarize who, who they selected here. So round two at 39th overall, cornerback Kyler Gordon. Uh, 48th overall safety Jaquan Brisker round three at 71st overall uh, wide receiver Bellis Jones Jr. Then over the course of rounds five through seven, four offensive linemen with a linebacker, a running back and and another safety. So Jake, tell me about Bellis Jones Jr. I know pre NFL draft, he was a favorite of yours for like the later rounds of like rookie drafts. Uh, tell me what you like about him and if you like this pick for the Bears. Yeah, so the reason I liked him so much in the later round of rookie drafts is because I figured he would get respectable draft capital. That said, I still think we reached on him given that David Bell was still on the board, who was much, much higher up for, for my personal rankings than anything else. Um, but, you know, Jones is, he's old. Let's be real. He's he's twenty. He's going to be 25 his, his freshman year of uh, the NFL which is essentially like his seventh college season, if you really count it up here. Um, but, you know, he's a guy, he's got a lot of speed. He's a more developed prospect simply just because he is an older prospect. He's going to be able to contribute on special teams. Realistically, though, where he's getting drafted by a lot of people, a lot of people are just seeing third-round draft capital and they're taking him in the third round of rookie drafts. You don't have to do that. You can wait and let him fall to the fourth um, where his his value is, is much more understandable just because there is some of that fringe talent there. We know that Justin Fields watched the tape with the offensive staff and, and that Velas was, was a target that, they, that, he, that Fields specifically really, really liked. So obviously Justin sees something in his game that he likes. That being said, yeah, he's a guy who's going to fill up a role in the offense. It's clear that the offense is transitioning to just let's put as many fast guys on the field as we can and see what happens. And he fits that mold to a T. He ran what was it a four two nine forty I believe um, at the uh, at his uh, you know right around there at uh, the combine or his pro day. So. You know, he, he's got speed. That's what most of his game is right now. And but you know, he had a good Senior Bowl. There's all these little things that kind of made him a prospect out of nowhere. Um, whereas I was taking him more for the meme. You know, the the range I was taking him is still the range that I'm comfortable taking him in due to sure. that draft capital that he did end up getting. Do it for the meme. Exactly. That's that, I've I've had a meme guy every year. Vilas was the meme guy this year, and then the Bears took him to in the third. I feel like that's payback for me having a meme guy every year. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned. Um, David Bell, that that was the exact player I had jotted down as someone who I think I would have personally preferred the Bears take. He probably um, turned some teams off because of his testing before the NFL draft, but I think he's too good of a route runner uh, to be ignored. So I, I like that, uh, that that thought process by you there. So now Z-Mags, uh, one of my favorite defensive players in the draft was Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State, so I'm a big fan. Big surprise, yeah. Was hoping that the Eagles were, were going to get him at 51. So I was like beyond devastated when the Bears got him at 48, but that's neither here nor there. It's nice. Um, as far as, a, as an IDP player, 
in year one, can we expect an impact like what, like a Jeremy Chin had, or like an Antoine Winfield Jr. had, or are you kind of having lower expectations for him? Um, I definitely would not say low expectations. Um, okay. I, I think right out the gate, it looks like they want him to start at strong safety. Um, and, you know, Eddie Jackson will either, you know, he'll probably keep doing his thing. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, though. Um, you know, the, Brisker is a playmaker, so he might end up, you know, patrolling the middle of the field, and they might let the experience that Jackson has um, blitz in and, and getting in on the quarterback and see what he does there. Um, but um, I think that they're going to end up starting him at strong safety, and I think he'll immediately make an impact for IDP players. Um I see him going in the third rounds already, around the third round. Um, third, fourth round is where I've seen him go quite a bit, actually. So um, that's where people should start eyeing for him in their rookie their uh, rookie IDP drafts. Um, I don't know if he's going to make quite the impact that you know, Jeremy Chin did. Um, I, I, I think Jeremy Chin was probably a, a, like an, a, a tier above Winfield, even though Winfield was really good. They're, they're gotcha. both rookie seasons. But um, I, I would definitely—I I mean, I, I could see Brisker making the Winfield Jr. impact. Um, but I think Chin—you know—Chin was next level, and everybody was just in on him right away. Um, so, but yeah, um, I could definitely see him making an immediate impact right away, and, and I wouldn't be surprised for D. Like, if you're playing with just defensive backs, you know, you could be a nice DB two, DB three um, for. Um, if you're playing like true position, um, he would be nice. Uh, you know, he could end up being a nice safety one for you in the future if he ends up, you know, panning out like we think he will. Um, but that or a safety two, you know, but, um, and I also just want to say real quick, um, it's not for sure, but there's a lot of stuff I've read about Kyler Gordon, um, the cornerback they drafted, um, I think, you know, he could probably, I know he could probably play outside. I know he likes it, but I know a, a lot of the stuff he does really good is in the slot. And um, Eberflus uh, um, had, um, I think I said that wrong, but uh, he likes having those, uh, like uh, a slot corner that he can move around and use in different ways as a, as a playmaker, like Kenny Moore. And um, Kyler Gordon, if he pans out to be our Kenny Moore, could be really good for IDP as well. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Josh and Nick, uh, any of these picks that you guys would have done differently or were you pretty happy overall with how they drafted? Go, go ahead, Josh. I'll go after. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that you were sad that we took Brisker, but I was also sad that we took Brisker. Uh, oh, because, gotcha. <laughs> because uh, my man George Pickens was, was right there oh. for us, who I thought dropped yeah. you know, right into our laps. Um, so I, I kind of understand, you know, we, we have a defensive minded head coach. We, I know we want to build a solid defense and that's important to the overall team and, you know, attitude and, uh, you know, really just playing football. Right. But I really thought, man, like he's right there, 48, take him, give, you know, off the field issues, whatever good coaching can, you know, coach all that stuff out and just let this young man come in and play alongside fields and develop. So. Um, I really did not like the Brisker pick. I, I mean, I'm on board now in the sense that this is the team that we have and I want to see them succeed. Uh, no doubt that he could be a good defensive back for us. But, yeah, I was really hoping for Pickens there. Um, and then, you know, you guys mentioned Bell later on as well. So, 
Yeah, I mean, during the actual draft, you know, hearing hearing afterwards that we got an A minus for our draft, like at the time it felt like like a F minus because I was like, we didn't get any help. I mean, Vilas Jones Jr. He's quick. I still remember back to the Devin Hester days when we tried him at wide receiver for a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, and that's maybe what they're going to try to do: get him involved special teams and also some plays here and there, use his speed to burn. But uh, yeah, I was a bit unhappy, but. It's okay, right? We're gonna we're gonna make it through, right, guys? <laughs> Bear down. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, personally, I like the uh, Kyler Gordon pick because I, I I saw tons of mocks of him going in the first or right yeah. at the end of the first. I thought I thought I saw like to the Bengals in a in a, in a bunch of them, and I had a a quote because I took like a ridiculous amount of notes about anybody that would go in the first round because I was on a show and I didn't use like any of them, but. There was an area scout for an NFC team that said he's a ridiculous tester, an athlete, and he's going to go in the first round. But I think he needs some more seasoning before he's ready to start, which is fair. But uh, he was projected to go in the first round. So the fact that we got him in the second, uh, I think we got somebody that dropped. Brisker, um, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong about him in in, in uh, maybe not wrong about the player, but wrong about the pick. I, I like Josh would have liked George Pickens because at, at one point. Years ago, George Pickens was looked at as the best wide receiver in this class, and he yeah. dealt with an injury. And people want to bring up the off-field stuff, but some of that is actually kind of hearsay, and I know he's, like, fought in games as, like, a freshman, like, big deal. I mean, the guy's, like, 18 years old. But look at George Pickens. He had, an, you know, an elite breakout age, and he was putting up, like, very good numbers as a freshman, and he dealt with an injury, came back, and he had some nice games. I feel like George Pickens is going to be a guy we look back at and be like, we, we could have had this guy. And then, and then, and then later with the Vilas Jones, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse with it, but uh, I, I, I thought David Bell would have been a, a decent pick. I mean, he, he was very productive in college. People, you know, knock some of his athletic abilities. I actually kind of liked, um, you know, to- Tolbert went afterwards. I kind of liked him. Uh, I kind of liked Khalil Shakir who went later, later to the bills in the fifth round. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping that, maybe this this special teams older guy that seems to be explosive but only really you know caught like i think he had like a career high in college of like 31 receptions or something like that um i hope hope he pans out and can be of use uh but otherwise i I definitely would have liked george pickens kyler gordon good pick though yeah gotcha very good yeah um i i myself have gotten a lot of ellis jones jr in the fourth round of rookie drafts uh so I'm. I have some personal stake in in his success, uh, as you guys do. So, yeah, uh, so we'll, <laughs> there's not that? many other, uh, you know, there's not many people vying for that, you know, wide receiver position right now. He can very much win it against Equinemius and Byron Pringle and you know Pettis for sure. When you when you watch his tape, he looks so much like Tyreek Hill. It's weird. Uh, not all of his tape, but just some of the tape you watch. He kind of he. It's just his stature. And the way he moves, he kind of looks like Tyreek. I mean, but I, I'm not say, not comparing him to Tyreek Hill at all. <laughs> you're supposed Tyreek to compare him to Debo. That That's what you're supposed to do. He's, He's the, the new Debo. Tyreek hybrid. Debo Tyreek oh, hybrid. We got to yeah. steal. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Jake's um, er- early endorsement of him was enough for me initially, and then the fact that he got taken in the third round and has all this opportunity, I think, is very exciting. So. Uh, kind of moving on, uh, after the draft, there is this round of undrafted free agent signings. Uh, did any of the signings um, excite you guys? For example, 
as an Eagles fan, I was very happy that the Eagles were able to sign Carson Strong. I was actually surprised he didn't get drafted. But either way, I was happy with that one. Although I wish they would have signed uh, Justin Ross. He was a big favorite of mine and, you know, obviously a lot of risk there. But the, the Chiefs maybe have gotten a uh, have a, got a real um, diamond in the rough. How about you guys for, for the Bears? Any undrafted free agents uh, excite you? And if not, that's okay, too. <laughs> Didn't we pick up a young running back, Ebner? He was, he was, he was in the draft. Oh, yeah. it was I think he, he was taken in the yeah, sixth round, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of stopped watching after the first couple. Um, <laughs> but, but I like yeah. We grabbed Master Teague. Yeah, uh, he's already been. He's already, already got cut, cut. But he already got cut. But I was. That, yeah, I was excited I, about that. I was like, "Cool, get hook up Justin Fields with his own running back," you know. And then all of a sudden, two yeah. days later, he was gone, and I was like, "All right, see you later, bud." I thought there was a good <laughs> chance after he tested so well that he would be like a, a fifth or sixth round pick. Like he came out and he ran a, like a four four forty, which kind of shocked me a little bit. I didn't think he was that fast. He kind of just always seemed like a jag to me and maybe he plays like a jag, but you know, uh, he didn't make it through UDFA rookie camp or whatever you want to call it. Um, there are a couple names in there that I like personally just like enjoy watching a little bit. Uh, Jalen Alexander, uh, he's a Purdue guy. He was always fun to watch. You know, nothing. These, these guys aren't superstars, right? Like we're talking about guys who got passed over 250 plus times. But, you know, it's clear that they're focusing on the defense and they're focusing on the offensive line. A lot of those late picks were offensive line. They signed a few more there, so that's exciting. Just create battles. Like, you can't just let Sam Mustafer think he's the starting center. Like, you got to challenge him a little bit. (laughs) He's a guy, again, late late pick or UDFA. Like, if you're going to build an offensive line out of just guys who are there to protect somebody, you might as well just bring 30 of them in and just let them fight it out and see what happens. (laughs) Hey, can gotcha. we just mention real quick? I know that he he was no longer officially part of our team, but Tariq Cohen, man, he he just uh you know got injured. It's awful. You know, yeah. I think oh, yeah. I don't I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but his Achilles, Achilles. I think is what they were yeah. saying. Is it it's confirmed? Ruptured, ruptured Achilles. Yeah. yeah. See, I mean that that just like my heart and you know my prayers go out to him and his family because you know this was like I I saw that news only a little bit after reading his you know editorial thing. Just yeah, his 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 life. piece in the Players Tribune yeah, was really was unbelievably moving. Yeah. Uh, like that 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 destroyed me. <laughs> and then to see this, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Like, oh my gosh, yeah. I hate it. Yeah, so, yeah. Video I mean, bad. yeah. So with that being said, I mean, like, uh, I, I think running backs are very Im- important to every team, obviously. But for the Bears, I think you know. Behind Monty, who do we have right now? We have Herbert, like Khalil Herbert, and he showed up whenever Monty went down. Uh, I think it'd be good to get some depth there, and that's why I was talking about Ebner because I know he's back there too right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That just came to mind. I feel like as a Bears, you know, team like talk, we, we got to mention Tariq, and uh, you know, yeah, definitely. I always feel bad definitely about that. I'm sure. Yeah, Ebner, Ebner is a guy that I think is actually an interesting draft pick that we made just because he is such a good special teamer. He's been a good returner in college. I think that signifies that Herbert is going to be a little bit more involved in the actual offensive game plan, which is exciting to me. He was one of my favorites coming out of, you know, out of the class last year. So, yeah. uh, but I agree with you there. Like anything you can do, like 
obviously that's what UDFAs are. You know, you're, you're shoring up your team depth. I would have liked to see them go after Justin Ross. There's a couple, you know, other guys who are out there who I think like could be interesting depending on how their UDFA contracts work out. Like maybe they get released and, you know, we have the chance to bring them in again there. So there's still some potential in this class. We got to remember, this is the weirdest draft class that we've ever had. It's the oldest by a year. Like it's, it's crazy. So I think there's a lot of guys who will come out. A lot of these UDFAs may turn into something just because, you know, their year, their last two years has been so thrown off that, you know, they, they could come out and shock a little bit. There was That's one true. undrafted uh, free agent wide receiver that Kevin Shaw of Liberty. Um, I think he was the Malik Willis um, benefactor on the receiving end there. And I think he could end up uh, – he, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up making it through to training camp and all that. He uh, used one of the guys I think they were talking about got some looks because of Malik Willis's pro day, and everybody was yeah. like flabbergasted yeah. about like a couple big throws and these guys making the plays uh, got some extra looks. But um, me personally, not to like BS anything, none, none of the guys I really knew too too much about for the Bears. Um, you know, I, I can speak and say like I knew Justin Ross, uh, I knew. Um, strong i knew some guys that didn't get drafted but uh you never know you can find that james robinson in the in the rough somewhere and i'm mm -hmm. one of these teams absolutely all right so we're gonna look forward to the team now in 2022 where do you th what, what what do you guys think is a realistic expectation as far as a win-loss record do you think they are gonna be a placeholder there for like third in in the division. Do you think they can compete for like a, for like the second wild card spot? Do you, do you think with the players they brought in in the draft and free agency, did they fulfill the roster needs? What, what, what do you guys think? I'll start. <laughs> um, I don't know, well, after seeing the schedule release, um, you know, I was a little, I, I was a little bit more hopeful. Um, I see, you know, that's just, you know, just the hopeful Bears fan in me. If Justin Fields is just, say, 50% better than he was last year, um, that's that's a huge improvement. And not, you know, because we, we saw the flashes last season, but he, it wasn't, it wasn't, he didn't often play well for us. And um, for, if he takes that next step, and some of these games, you know, luckily it looks, I think we got some questionable quarterback matchups where we might be able to take the advantage if we have a good defense. Um, so, you know, outlook, you know, I, I hopeful in me says eight, nine, but, you know, realistically we were probably looking at the six, seven range, but you know, if we, if we could get a couple of good games and defense could help us out and we could get to that eight, nine range. And that, I think that could put us in oddly, you know, what, especially with how vacant the NFC is with like, real talent right now not saying the teams aren't good but the afc is loaded so um we could end up with that seventh spot in the nfc and for if we're if we get hot at the right time look at what look what cincinnati did so that's right uh just speak, speaking on fields just re real quick um uh, one thing I hope uh, to see more of this season is you see a lot of these mobile guys in the league that the playbook is kind of drawn up for them. There's a lot of scheme plays of, you know, play actions and, and RPOs and uh, guys having schemed runs and things like that. And to his defense, he had the same 
pretty much the same playbook as Andy Dalton being like the complete opposite of a quarterback of, of Andy Dalton. I, I hope that aspect of it changes. I mean, from a fantasy perspective in the, the nine games he played with 70% or more of the snaps, four of them, he was a top 10 quarterback. So, I mean, I, th I think last year we saw little flashes. You can look at each game. You can say like this game, he, he had decent passing yardage. This game, he had a decent completion percentage. This, this game, he had, you know, a high number of rushing yards. So we saw little flashes. So I'm just hoping that, we see a more offense that's centralized around Justin Fields. Cause I, I know a lot of people said he, he was like bad and he played bad, but you know, did they really make the offense about Justin Fields the way that like they make the offense about, you know, Jalen hurts or these other mo mobile quarterbacks? I, I, I don't know. Plus he got hit too much. So I'm hoping, you know, hoping that maybe he needs to release the ball more, but I'm hoping that he's a bit more protected this year from a, a, a schedule perspective for, for me, there's some games that are going to be, you know, in the favor of, uh, of the Bears, I, I still think, because not a ton has changed, you know, negatively. I mean, Khalil Mack's gone, but was he playing at like an elite level? Probably not. Was Allen Robinson playing at an elite level? Not really. I know that we can blame the quarterbacks, but still, they play the Texans. They play the Giants. Uh, you go down the list, the Falcons. Uh, the Jets look a lot better, but they play Detroit. These are all teams that I feel like are – um, are winnable games. So I know we, we can say like the Bears have one of the worst rosters in the league, but most of the teams back they're they're adding some little patches and they have some weaker opponents. So I'm not going to be optimistic and say that they're going to win the division or be above 500 maybe. But um, I think, you know, I'm not as negative as some of the, you know, people on Twitter, I guess. Yeah, if I can just add to that, I mean, I think we have to understand like Fields wasn't really supposed to even be thrown in in his first year. And you know, so he was he really was just thrown in what Nick was talking about with a playbook that wasn't necessarily designed for him or to his strengths. And so they have this offseason. They have, you know, new staff, people who are invested in the fields doing well. Uh, and I'm, I'm on the, the same page in terms of I don't think that they're out on fields. You know, I did think for a moment, like, you know, are they saying he's not their guy? Like they're going to start, you know, retooling the defense and everything more, not give him some weapons to throw to. But. I think that they're in on him. Things that I've read uh, kind of confirm that, that they still have confidence in him as, as our franchise guy. So, uh, yeah, I think Fields is going to – there's no way that he doesn't improve, in my opinion. Um, I mean, if we look at last year's numbers, what, he had seven touchdown passes to 10 interceptions, and then, uh, you know, he had 420 rush yards, though, and two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, I think this was in 12 total games or something like that. So – you know, he he's someone fantasy wise, I'm not really worried about, but I, I want to see our Bears succeed. And um, that's going to take a lot of work from our team to really build around him. Uh, you know how the offense moves, the plays that are schemed out, but also we need guys to come in and be able to make plays when he gets them the rock. So uh, maybe Vilas Jones works out to some of that. Um, but I, I definitely believe we need more than, you know, the wide receivers we have right now. Yeah, I, I agree with everything everybody said. I, I think there is some upside in the schedule. There's never a string of like four or five games that seem insurmountable, which is great. And there's stretches of, you know, while there's, you know, you could probably say on paper the stretch of the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Dolphins, that's probably like the hardest three-game stretch that we have. But prior to that, or you know, you get the Commanders, the Vikings, the Giants, all beatable teams, the Texans the week before them, a beatable team, like, it's realistic that we could go into that hardest stretch of our season at four and three, and that wouldn't probably shock too many people. 
it's a matter of do the guys that we have work out and do they stay healthy? I think if in a perfect storm, 10 and seven is probably your ceiling on this team, maybe 11 and six, but I think more realistically, we're going to be like, you know, there's no 500 anymore. So a fringe 500 team, you know, one game, one way or another, I think that's the most realistic outcome. And the, the futurist in me would rather just see us go like four and 13 and just get a good draft pick. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. It seems like uh, as long as Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Packers, they are the favorite in the in the NFC North. But um, I think a, a realistic expectation could be like a two to three year window of building the roster up, making sure Fields is comfortable and uh, ready to do his thing. But uh, from, from, from a fantasy perspective, he just still remains for me as a very interesting uh, late round QB option because of the rushing upside, of course. It just seems so obvious, you know. It it hit. It happened last year with, with Jalen Hurts. Uh, so once again, uh, I would not hesitate to target Fields as a late round option. Uh, although I would probably want would want another quarterback just to be safe, which I don't always like doing. But um, from a fantasy side of things, because of obviously we this is a fantasy football show. Um, who are some of your offensive players to target at projected cost? And are there any offensive players on the bears to fade at projected cost? I think my personal favorite target at cost is Cole Komet. Um, shout out to uh, my JWB colleague, Skyler uh, at the FF Buffalo. Um, he, he did a lot of research in tight ends and it's like of every tight end that's received the volume that Cole Komet has, they've all gotten at minimum five touchdowns and he had zero. So you're bound for, and that's the difference between where he finished at like tight end 22 and being tight end 13. And while we know, yes, tight end's not a super exciting position, I think especially if you're playing in a tight end premium league, like he's a guy who's going to get the volume that you're looking for there. So at his cost, especially in like single QB leagues where you're getting him later than a lot of these top options, I'm, I'm comfortable if I'm not getting one of like my top three tight ends, I'm comfortable just waiting until like the eighth, ninth, 10th round and getting commit there. And, you know, that's a perfectly fine tight end to start for most of the season. And then obviously you can stream from there if you need to. And then Khalil Herbert is another guy that I like is like a super late, like you're targeting handcuffs later in the draft anyway, like you're praying for something to happen. And he's a handcuff that we've seen him get the volume when Monty's gone down. And I think he's got the skill set to run this offense as the main running back if, if need be. And he's again, you know, that's what we're looking for in the super late round. So I like him at cost as well. I love it. Uh, you know, I, I like the uh, like the commit call a lot because I, for me personally, what I look for for my tight ends is is a high and consistent um, receiving upside. And and when I look at guys that sometimes get like eight targets, some kind you know sometimes get one. I don't think that's going to be the case for Komet. I think we can kind of count on him weekly getting some pretty consistent targets. And he actually had an improvement in in some of his yardage days because. The previous season, he would catch a few passes for like 20 yards. But this year, we saw him extend the field a little bit more. The touchdown piece of it, that's the the least of my worries for the tight ends. That'll come. But I, I like the consistency and his upside for what he can see weekly for targets. And his yardage has improved. So I, I do like Kmet, um, you know, uh, ADP-wise, tight end 19. Could he outproduce that? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you look at the list of guys ahead of him, you know, how many targets can you count on them getting weekly? You know, I, I, I don't know. Another guy I just want to talk about briefly is uh, 
David Montgomery, um, who, who, you know, consistently gets drafted closer to like the 20 mark. I think he's at like 19 right now. Um, but number two in snap share last season, number nine in carries. If we look at some of the splits for fantasy, this is PPR one through four. He was the RB 11 for those weeks. And then 11 through 17 for those weeks, he was the RB five. Um, so, so good numbers uh, in 2020, he was the RB six. So two years in a row, he's produced to a decent level, 30.77% of his games played this past season. He had 20 plus fantasy points. Uh, he also has um, an upside for receiving uh, six yeah. games of four plus catches, two games. He had nine catches. Um, I, I think two years in a row, he's, he's getting receiving work and um, seeing that this wide receiver room is kind of empty, kind of similar to the things I've said about Aaron Jones before with the Packers kind of empty wide receiver room gives Montgomery an opportunity to get some more passes out of the backfield. So I think he's another guy that gets a little bit disrespected because he seems to be drafted closer to 20 than to 10, but his range of outcomes can definitely be around the 10 mark or the 12 mark. So that's another guy I just want to throw in there. Yeah, I mean, you can't teach volume, right? I mean, at the end of the day, if he's getting the rock when he's on the field and he's healthy and he's involved in the passing game, you got to run with him, right? Um, same thing with Komet and Mooney as well. I think these are all guys who you can expect to have a high target volume. Um, not only because they don't have much competition, kind of, but, uh, you know, because they're the guys who have shown that they can make something happen, right? So these are guys that Justin Fields can trust, get the ball to. Um, what One guy I was thinking about, uh, at, at least I know we're probably talking redraft more so right now, but, you know, in Dynasty right now, I've seen Fields kind of falter in some startups, uh, you know, so he's still someone that I would invest early on in, in a dynasty super flex, uh, you know, for the longest time, he never left round one or two, but there's a few startups I've seen where he actually dropped, you know, middle of the third to the fourth, even in, uh, you know, 12 team super flex dynasty. So, uh, if he's dropping anywhere around that range out of the second round in a, you know, super flex dynasty startup, that's someone who I'm probably going to snatch up in an instant, no matter how many QBs I've already drafted, because just for value of what he could do, the range of outcomes as well with his rushing upside, um, you know, as well as, you know, he's he's a pretty good passer. He just needs time to get the ball out. So um, he's still someone that I'm definitely in on 100 uh, percent. Some of the other guys who were already mentioned, but Khalil Herbert showed that he can uh, also do very well when given the, the volume. But hopefully I think Jake cut a alluded to it a little bit. Hopefully they get him involved a little bit more too uh, without so many other people in the backfield, uh, whether it's just coming in, you know, on a drive or to give Montgomery a little bit of rest, but he could be serviceable in some ways, depending on how we see them scheme the running game, uh, you know, under this new offense. So uh, someone definitely very late and cheap you can get. All right, Z-Mags, I don't want to keep, um, having you stick to the IDP lane. So if there is an offensive player, please, please uh, speak on that. But you did mention uh, your uh, thoughts on Brisker earlier, and you mentioned uh, Roquan Smith. Are there any IDP players on the Bears that you will find yourself targeting often uh, this year and beyond? Well, I'm definitely going to stay in my lane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll stay over here. <laughs> um, not that you know, I I, I know the I'm the offensive side, but I, I, it's just I'm not gonna give out recommendations because that's it's not what I'm good at. So, um, 
But for yeah, IDP, um, yeah, Brisker, um, Roquan Smith. Uh, I, I with the way um, I expect this defense to be ran, and our current LB two is Nick Morrow. Um, I expect him to see some some meaning, some meaningful snaps. So um, IDP managers should be looking at him as well. Um, the Colts uh, consistently had two. Uh, very good line. Uh, very good linebackers for IDP. We they, last year they had uh, Leonard and Okariki, yeah. so I'm kind of looking at Smith and Morrow as the guys in Chicago to roster. Um, you know, we could see uh, Eddie Jackson um, get back into it, but you know that's a. Um, I, I feel like he's like um, he's always gonna be like Amika Amika Fitzpatrick to me, um, and he's just that guy. He's he's there to make plays. In some games, he might have some good tackle numbers, but I don't know if he's ever gonna be super consistent to where we can rely on him week to week. Yeah. Um, for defensive line, you know, um, I, I like Travis Gibson. Um, he you know he's he's gonna be our main one of pretty much our main edge guy now, um, with Cleo Matt gone. Um, but they also drafted Dominique Robinson, and he flashed. Uh, um, I believe it was a Senior Bowl. He he played pretty good um, that weekend. So um, he's the rookie I'm I'm watching. Um, but hey, did Roquan yeah. get snubbed again last year in the Pro Bowl? Yeah, always, right? always, most always. disrespected linebacker in the league. Yeah, dude, I think for the last two or three seasons, he's been like the best, one of the best linebackers, and he's been snubbed in the Pro uh, Bowl. Unbelievable. Yeah, mm. that's ridiculous, man. He's, he's our field general out there. I'm hoping this year, you know, he'll like he's he's a very good linebacker. But I'm hoping this year they'll finally they'll finally realize it with uh, Aberfus there. Maybe he'll he'll bring some a, a new monster out of him. Well, I mean, what he had 163 tackles last season. I don't know how much more you can <laughs> and tackles he had for a loss. great season. He's, he's everywhere. Fact, interception. You know, every Vikings game he shuts down Dalvin Cook. Shuts him down. He's a beast. Two years ago, I understood the snub because, like, just watching his game, like, I felt he needed to improve a little bit in the run game. But last year, there was no excuse. Like, he was doing every – like, he was without a doubt a top three linebacker in football yeah. to me. And that's not my Bears bias. If you if you took all of the, you know, all of the logos off and just showed me his film with everybody just wearing white and black jerseys, I would have said the exact same thing. Like, he was just a constant disruptor on the field and – it's crazy to me that he's still like people are like, oh, who's Roquan Smith? Yeah, crazy. It's weird because it's the Bears and we're known for our linebackers. Yeah. I, I, you know, you'd figure that he'd get more publicity. You know, like someone tweeted out uh, at I think O'Hare Airport, like the picture of the Bears right now still has Khalil Mack, Tariq Cohen, and uh, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky has the like banner guys. So. You know, let, let's get our guys on there, man. Let's get Fields up there, Roquan up there, you know, Monty maybe. To be fair, it was Midway. Yeah, and not many <laughs> Somebody said O'Hare probably got updated. They're probably right. Yo, monsters of the Midway, though. Come well, <laughs> we know that. The comments were so funny under that, too. Like, I, there's always, like, I, I, like, tweet and delete things, like, probably five times a day. But that was, the comments <laughs> under that were un, unreal. But, come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah so the the players i'm gonna fade at projected costs are none 
because I think everyone is going to be relatively cheap. So at, at their relative positions, I think they're all are very attractive. Um, but the player that I'm going to be targeting the most out of this offense is, is definitely Herbert. I think to me, he's a top tier handcuff, um, you know, definitely below the Tony Pollard's of the world who have their own value and, and usage in their own right. But as far as his pure handcuffs go, I think Herbert is definitely uh, arguably, you know, top three, top two uh, to target. So I'm all about the uh, Khalil Herbert love for sure. Okay. Fellas, I'm going to have you run through uh, some plugs now. So uh, we can go Nick, Jake, Josh, Z-Mag. So just uh, real quick, just remind people who you are, where they can find your stuff or anything else you want to plug out to the good audience. And when I say the audience, I mean at least my mom because uh, she listens <laughs> every episode. So and maybe hey. say hi, mom, afterward. <laughs> love, love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, you can find me at P2W Fantasy on Twitter. I put all my content on there. I, I just had a show with Joe Dolan from Fantasy Points uh, yesterday. You can catch that on iTunes if you search P2W Fantasy. I'm having Drew Davenport to talk some legal fantasy stuff um, on nice. Thursday. Should be a, a, a fun show there. Also, I run the Fantasy Points TikTok. If you are on TikTok and want to check that out, you can see me just like babbling about stuff on there. But uh, I try to bring everything to Twitter at the end of the day. So if you go to my Twitter page, you can find everything. And uh, Steve, thanks again for having me. Absolutely. Um, again, my name is Jake at Perry underscore FF. Perry is spelled with an A. Don't be the millionth person to spell it with an E. Um, you can find all of my fantasy football related content on at JWB Fantasy Football. You can find that all on the website there. Um, more content on the way, but mostly um, look out during the season for some sleeper articles that I will write um, each week. Um, for my non-fantasy content, more of my lifestyle, just having fun content, that's at Two Average Husbands, the number two AVG Husbands on all social media. And that's a podcast that you can find on all of the major podcasting platforms as well. Steve, thank you again so much for having all of us on and hi mom <laughs> all right josh all right. uh so yeah my name is josh cho rhymes with ho not how so uh jb cho knows uh that's where my twitter handle is uh, i like to talk fantasy football most of the time drop some dad jokes uh just really help anyone out that's looking for some help in fantasy football We've all been playing this game for a while. I've been playing for over 20 years and uh, had pretty good success at it. So, you know, ask JBC is a hashtag that I try to use uh, if you're looking for help or just DM me. They're always open, um, not only for fantasy, but, you know, if you just need someone to talk to even, you know, just let me know and uh, I'll be there to, to, to be a listening ear. So thanks so much for having me on, Steve. Really appreciate it. And thank you to the other guys on here as well. Uh, it's been a blast just uh, talking bears with you guys. I'm looking forward to an awesome season. So yeah, bear down. All right, Z-Mags, uh, send us away. Um, yeah, first off, I just, you know, I, I want to thank you, Steve, for having us on here. Um, it was a really good time. Awesome opportunity to get to talk with all of you guys. Um, I don't know if I've ever, I mean, I've, I know I've, I've interacted with Nick a couple of times. Um, but this is, you know, Jake and, and Josh, I wouldn't have gotten to talk to you guys and it's awesome to be able to have this, uh, opportunity. Um, all my uh, stuff is on idpguys.org. Um, I'm in a little lapse of in a, trying to find some new equipment, um, <laughs> a new laptop basically. So, um, uh, my, my writing's on pause, but I'm borrowing a laptop. That's why I'm able to be here in front of you guys right now. Um, but 
um, after that's taken care of, I have a, a breakout series that I, I work on every off season for IDP breakout candidates that I, I think are going into the right situations to where um, they're basically going to be profitable for IDP and the managers who have rostered them. Um, but uh, in season, I haven't exactly f- figured out what I'm going to be doing yet, but we'll see when we get there. Um, I, I, I just got a job at a steel mill. So I'm going to be uh, a stealer, getting get my butt kicked. There you go. <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to make the money, but I'm going to be getting my butt kicked. We'll see what I got time hey, for. Next time we see you, you're going to be like all yeah. jacked and like just busting out of that shirt. Yeah. I'll be <laughs> looking like Nick over here. Yeah, looking <laughs> like Nick's script. <laughs> it's just the brand. It's just the brand. It's all for sure. <laughs> or even Cole Komet. You know, we, we all saw that picture of him just oh, yeah. looking absolutely yoked, oh, right? So, yeah. creatine. So that's what I was just popping before this. It wasn't like Tylenol. It was creatine. That's what Cole There you Komet go. Did. There you go. I was been hanging out with DeAndre Hopkins. but yeah uh so i i want all my uh audience members here to follow all these guys and especially z mag so you can find out what he'll be doing in season so well guys i think we did it i think this was an awesome chat with with actually very optimistic fans uh i wasn't exactly sure how that was gonna go with a lot of these i know being from Philadelphia, sometimes we can be very like disgruntled, you know, as, as it comes to our sports team. So it seems like you guys are very level-headed and cautiously optimistic about your Bears. So just want to thank you all again for coming on. And uh, again, please follow all these guys at their handles and uh, look for and watch their content. All right, fellas, have a great night and uh, go Bears. Bear down. Go Bears. Bear down. So as an extension of our discussion on the Chicago Bears' offseason and look ahead to the 2022 season, I am thrilled to have on Jemmo the Icon. He is usually in the driver's seat of his own show, but today I'm excited to get to know him a little bit better beyond the bits and pieces that I enjoy him on Twitter. So Jemmo, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It's a great honor to be here with you, so thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm a very big fan of just your presence on Twitter. It's a really nice break from just the, cause I just sure. follow a lot of fantasy football accounts, right. like stats, stats, stats. I'm just like a zombie, you know, then I see you come on and it, <laughs> it literally makes me stop because the promos I'm telling you really, I find intriguing, they're very entertaining, often, uh, you know, make me want to watch the show right then and there, but it might not be for a couple of days later. That's all right. Uh, one in particular, <laughs> I will I will mention was uh, I think you made a couple of these, but they were called uh, Icon Fitness. <laughs> yeah, th- th- there was a long running series of that. Um, I love that. Yeah, you kind of walked on camera in like a Run DMC like tracksuit, <laughs> then you just like lit a cigarette. And that was it. I, I, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I, I loved it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank so, you so I definitely want to get to know you a little bit, a little bit better in this show. Uh, but we are here to talk about your Chicago bears. Uh, yes. I wanted to have people on who are fans of the teams just because I'm not as plugged in. I don't have the sense of history or as much heart or involvement personally in the team. So I'm just very curious to hear mm your perspective on what I would call a pretty significant off season. A lot of big changes there in Chicago. Yeah. So just to, before we jump into those changes, um, 
how long have you been a Bears fan? Uh, since since birth, really. I mean, for what, 40, 40 something years now, however old I am. Yeah. Gotcha. Fantastic. Yeah, so, definitely. so you, so you were there for the 85 bears and yeah, I was, uh, I was about seven, eight years old or something like that. And I, and I, Oh, it's perfect. You know, vaguely remember it and then sitting it and watching it uh, at home on this like fishbowl kind of TV that we had at the time. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. So yeah. So, so you've been with the team through what I, what I would say thick and thin, right? That sure. definitely some high moments had a lot of big superstars, but there obviously have been some, some down moments, just like with, with most teams, <laughs> uh, some teams are definitely a little bit more spoiled in their success. Um, yeah. but either way, uh, that the bears are in a very intriguing spot. So let's just kind of review some of those changes. Definitely, man. So the end of the season with a six and 11 record third in division, not super close to that extra wild card spot. With that uh, result, they did fire head coach Matt Nagy, fire GM Ryan Pace. They were not able to retain wide receiver Allen Robinson or uh, sort of edge rusher uh, Kilo Mack. Right. And then they released Andy Dalton. They hired. New head coach Matt uh, Matt Eberflus, new GM Ryan Poles, which is which is actually a pretty cool story because he was a former Bears player, and mm -hmm. then just kind of brought in just a bunch of guys, in my opinion, right. uh, to kind of fill in some of those gaps on the offensive side of the ball. So, as a Bears fan, I would love to hear your thoughts on those moves and your general reaction. Wow. Okay. Well. Um... Going back to Nagy, um, you know, coming from when he first was the head coach of the Bears, uh, whenever he got hired, what was that, four or five years ago, whatever it was, coming from that Andy Reid coaching tree, I mean, that that brought a little bit of excitement, you know, to be honest with with you, uh, with with the Bear fans and you know, myself even. But, um, you know, he won coach of the year, I think, the first year, which, again, really uh, kind of excited everybody with that. But then you got to see his true colors. You know, uh, <laughs> it just it just wasn't wasn't good. I mean, uh, as, as a as a longtime Bears fan, I feel that the Bear football should always be about centered around defense. Right. That's just that I, I'm kind of old school. I like those 10 to six games. You know, I get that the game has changed significantly. It's it's, it's a scoring league now, per se. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I get it. But I mean still to this day, I think defense wins championships. So, you know, seeing the bears go back kind of in a, in a defensive minded head coach with, with hiring this guy here, Albert Flus, right? Is that his name? I can't even pronounce his name. I'm not hundred percent sure how to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I swear to God that there's gotta be a ticker somewhere of all the things I mispronounced. So I, I apologize. Yeah. Even, even with your name, I want to say G like, like Jeep. But a lot of gem, people do, yeah, like yeah. gemstone. So that, yeah. that's why I keep having to tell him myself. Um, well, so it's just like a visual thing, like like for me. But right. yeah, I, I did this. Um, I did a video. I did a uh, an episode of like rookie ranks. I, I don't even want to know how many names I mispronounced. <laughs> like I'm not watching like Rutgers games. You know what I mean? I just I right. don't know. So like you know. Either way, so so Eberflus, Eberflus, whoever, yeah, whatever, a, a very good uh, defensive coordinator from Indianapolis. That, right. that they've had a pretty solid defense. Uh, I think they ended in the top half, like total defense in the Something NFL like yeah. over the last uh, three or four years. So, mm -hmm. I think that I think that would be a hire. I think you you like and you can identify with, and so, so I think that's definitely uh, 
going in the right direction, if you will. Right. I, I, one would hope so, you know, and then, and then uh, polls coming over again from Kansas city from, from that Andy Reed uh, coaching tree, you know, that it, we've kind of seen this story before, you know, <laughs> but yeah, with, with, you know, GM head coach or whatever. Uh, but you know, I, I'm optimistic. Let's see what happens. I, I, I kind of like what they've been doing this off season, um, you know, which I think we'll touch in, onto later with, with the draft yeah, and everything, free agency. Um, but letting, uh, you know, what I, I think with uh, the Khalil Mack thing, I think what we got for him at the time at, at his current age and situation, I guess, I think it w- was the the most we could get for a Khalil Mack, I think. Um we're definitely in a rebuild mode for sure, you know, right. and Mac is, is, he's a great player, but I think, you know, he's up there in age. He doesn't want to hang around and, uh, you know, wait a couple more years for a ring. If, if that, or even a playoff appearance. So, you know, I think, I, I think I do agree. You know, it definitely seemed to, to kind of make sense for, for the team to get whatever they were able from him and then give him an opportunity right, to maybe find a little bit more success. I believe the Bears did make the playoffs once with Khalil Mack on the they roster. Did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. was that the um, was no, that I the can... season of like of like the double doink where like they, I, they, they I, missed? I, yeah, I see where you were going with this. Yeah, uh huh. No, I, I wasn't bringing that up. As an Eagles fan, I swear to God, I just was trying to yeah. trying to, try to remember myself. Yeah, but I think uh, that, that was the last playoff game. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so in this case, he gets sent over to, to Los Angeles Chargers, and that, that's a pretty uh, attractive spot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you don't want to have a guy like that just kind of hanging around where, you know, it may be a couple years down the line where the, the, the playoffs might seem to be more right. of a realistic uh, situation. Uh, so yeah, so so we'll just uh, swing right in into the draft picks. Uh, that, that yeah. That's like the best way to kind of rebuild a team. You have the most opportunity to try to, add to the foundational pillars sure. of the team, which I think starts with, with quarterback, then kind of depends on the team needs. You right. would, you would want to focus on offensive line or defensive line. Uh, the bears really did hit the offensive line hard in the draft. So I think that that was a really wise decision. Yeah, I think they got a couple of uh, pretty good uh, offensive linemen, I think. Yeah. So looking at the list here, they got a tackle in the fifth round tackle in the sixth round a center in the sixth yeah. a guard in the sixth and then perhaps some like undrafted free agents as well yeah. so i think definitely uh a, a good way of thinking about it you're trying to keep justin fields as comfortable as possible right because <laughs> yeah. i mean i i am thrilled that that he became a chicago bear i think that was like Light definitely the, the 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 smart move to make at the time I was still surprised at, at how Fields didn't get drafted. I, I just was amazed that it took him to be the fourth right. back off the board. So, you know, the opportunity came and the Bears took it. So I think that was that was good on them. Right. Are you a fan of Fields? I, I, I like Fields. Again, I'm very hopeful and, and and I have a lot of optimism for him. Um, I'm a big fan of his college game. You know, he did great at Ohio State. Um it, it's it, he hasn't had any protection though, so it's like we've seen maybe a, a little bit of a flash here and there of what his potential could be. And again, right. very excited. Uh, I, I hope he is the next thing, you know. So, yeah, no, it's good. It sounds like that. you are just very optimistic in nature, you know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes um, fans can just become like disgruntled and like just pessimistic over the years, but it's good. I, I, I do appreciate. Look, I, 
I'm a that fan. energy. No matter how bad they may be, uh, the next few years with this rebuild stage that they're in, um, there's a lot of potential. And, and I'm again just being optimistic. I don't want to be that pissed off fan and you know throw things at the TV as I have before. Uh, right. Because they made a bonehead play or the double doink, as you will. <laughs> so. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah no. Um, I I know for myself, I don't have the mental or the emotional capacity mm. to get so worked up over every win or loss. Right. You know, so if, if, if the Eagles happen to win or whoever happens, oh, it's great. You know, and if they lose, ah, well, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not a big thing. Yeah. I just don't have the storage and in, in my space just with the family and work, you know, just too much mm -hmm. uh, other things going on that, that, that just take priority. So that's good. It seems like you, you are a very healthy sports fan. So that's it's, good. Yeah, it, it is nice. I mean, I, I think the kids actually help with, with patience of things, you know, mm. <laughs> If you definitely. have some little ones, uh, you, you definitely learn how to have a little patience. And I kind of take that with me into, into football. Absolutely. Football players, so. No, I, that, uh, I love that, that. I love that application. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So uh, just kind of running through some of the earlier draft picks. Mm -hmm. uh, round two, they take Kyler Gordon, uh, quarterback. Round two, 48 overall, Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. So I'm a love big Brisker pick. guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, well, I was going to say – that was probably my favorite pick for them. Right. Uh, I, I literally, I, I was hoping that he would have uh, got gotten to the Eagles there because they went because they picked at fifty one. Right. Uh, but he went to go. He goes forty eight, and I just like screamed no, like like Luke in Star <laughs> Wars when he finds out uh, Darth Vader's uh. his father. Uh, you know, so I that's that one was a bummer, but very happy to see him get get taken at that spot. Then around yeah. three. They, they took, for me, I think, kind of an interesting choice in Vellis Jones Jr., wide receiver out of Tennessee. Interesting, not because of what he is as an athlete. I think he's a very good athlete, very good right. player. Just the kind of question marks around his age. You know, yeah, he's he's up there. I mean, he's what 25, 26, maybe? He he did he did just turn 25 right. here recently. And um, so like it's just interesting, like in my own like fantasy football drafts, I kind of want to re-examine like where I could have done better, you know, in the moment, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, so like looking back and just seeing, you know, who was available. Cause I think definitely adding on to the defense, was definitely a priority. So that was a right. smart thing to do, especially sure up the secondary. Um, but where they took Vellis Jones jr. There was a wide receiver that I probably would have preferred at that spot yeah. for the bears sake as a way of getting like, Justin feels like a better weapon. I would have probably preferred like David Bell. Who, yeah, that's the Purdue kid, right? That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He he did not test super well in, in the pre-draft like testing. But if you watch him, you know, in, in his highlights or his tape, really great route runner, you right. know. So if the idea was to get um a, a like a pass catching weapon for fields that's probably the direction i would have gone uh just kind of looking at who was around there uh you have any thoughts on that or are you are you kind of behind uh Vellis? i i i kind of look at him maybe like uh if i were to compare him to somebody maybe a cordero patterson but okay hopefully a, hopefully a late cordell patterson versus an uh you know early uh, rookie year Cordell Patterson. I guess. Definitely, definitely, Hopefully yeah. Not that way, you know. He's got that. He's he's fast. He's got all the speed in the world. This kid, or this. Yeah, no, I think. But, yeah, yeah I, I definitely think. Um, like the NFL offenses are becoming a little bit more 
uh, creative, you know, right. it's not just like run, run, pass, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, so to get these like unique athletes in the game plan, I think would be great. And again, like the defense always has to account for fields his rushing ability. Right. So again, he is a, a very good athlete. I think it is a good spot. I just, for me, probably a little soon. Um, although I tend to be a little bit like ageist, right? Especially mm -hmm. as I approach like dynasty leagues, I, I'm always, I'm looking more for, for, for the young guys, but like the, but like the older and the vet more like the more veteran, they can still obviously be useful. Right. Like, like, right. like, like Cordero Patterson took him a few years to bloom. And then once he did, it was like, Oh my gosh, you know, it like well, blew it out of the water. It was amazing. Crazy. And oddly enough, the bears had him, I think for one season too. That's right. And yeah. and they did use him in that like hybrid kind of role, but just couldn't like maximize. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's kind of uh, it's a tough one to swallow to see him actually come to a right fruition on like a different team. <laughs> but yeah, so that's tough. Yeah, definitely. So with the uh, current state of the Bears, what are your expectations for for this upcoming season? Uh, um, they're not high. I'll be honest. Um. Hope I, I'd be very happy with five wins this year, maybe six, you know, looking at their schedule. Uh, it, it is a little bit tough. There's there's some definite definite winnable games there, especially against some uh, divisional mates. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping for the best. I know five, six, 11 wins. Gotcha. I mean, gotcha. Sorry, five, five to six wins. Uh, yeah, it's definitely good to have realistic expectations. You know, do yeah. uh, you think it's more of like a two maybe three year down the road at least yeah i mean yeah and again the, the development with uh with fields and how he does you know he's going to be under a lot of pressure again this season i think um you know there's a lot more weight on his shoulders because it is you know his second season so you know chicago is kind of <laughs> really not a patient town as much as i've been patient with them myself but um we'll see we'll see yeah for sure yeah. it's kind of like um I, yeah, I know like the, the, the Chicago sports market is a massive one, right? They got the two baseball teams right. and obviously the bulls and everything, you know, talks, so yeah. where, where I'm from, like outside of Philly, like the Philly market is huge. Close to us is New York and coming right. from Boston and stuff, really impatient fan bases. Mm -hmm. The uh, sports media is like insane right yeah. you know so it's just one of these things it's like it's good to have these realistic expectations and i think you know having a, a low bar i think is probably appropriate here um just looking over the scope of the of like the conference that, that they're in and you know it seems like the packers are still probably like the favorites of the division sure I even mean, without I mean, Devonte adams but as long as aaron Rodgers is there right. it seems he's like there, then yeah. it seems like they, they have to be the class of the division I, but i would think so Unfortunately, gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Um, who else is in there? Minnesota. I mean, they're always kind of in there for some reason, you know, on paper. I don't think they're that great of a team, but I mean, they do have Justin Jefferson. Um, Kirk Cousins is still there and he's still, I guess, better than what people expect him to be. I don't know. I just don't see Yeah, it. yeah. He's pretty solid, you know. Um, yeah. And, and the Lions are, are kind of an interesting team in transition too. Yeah, they are. I'm actually a big fan of them, and I think we're going to get later into that about uh, your other favorite teams and such. But yeah, spoiler alert: it is the Detroit Lions. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm very much uh, excited to uh, 
watch them on like hard knocks and stuff. Oh, just a very yeah. unique, yeah. it's just a really interesting team. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that uh, for yeah. sure. So obviously we know you're a big bear. Yeah. You're a big bears fan grew up in Chicago. So maybe we were leading on to this earlier. Uh, yeah. Any other favorite sports teams, professional or college level? It's, it, it's the lions. Uh, Detroit is, a, is, or was a second home to me when I, when I lived in, in Chicago. So it was, you know, back and forth to Detroit a handful okay. of times, um, you know, stayed there for a year, stayed there for a few months back and forth. So a lot of okay. family and, and friends still, still in that. That area. Oh, that's great. So, awesome. Well, hello nice. to everybody in Detroit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's <laughs> very I'll, cool. I'll, I'll root for the Bears anytime they play the Lions, though. Anytime. No, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. But if it's like a primetime game and it's Lions versus anybody else, you're going to root for the Lions. The Lions. So, yeah. Happy with Lions. Definitely. That's awesome. Definitely. That's, that's yeah. very cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other, than, um, other than that, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of baseball. If I had to pick my, you know, my favorite team would be the Cubs over the White Sox. Um, oh, okay. Gotcha. You yep. Know, um, Chicago uh, is a very, very um, well-known sports town as, as is Philly. So, you know, I, I like all Chicago sports except for the White Sox and football is my, my, my go-to though. I don't know shit about anything else. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, had, had you ever seen a game at Wrigley? Oh, so I used to live five houses away from Wrigley. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So I, I, I've been to a handful, and this was when uh, Chicago or the Cubs weren't really good. I guess you know they they haven't been good for a long time until uh, what, ten years ago or whatever it was. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, somewhere yeah, around there. Somewhere. Yeah, right. Um. So yeah, I'd I'd walk, and this when I had uh, my first son. You know, he was maybe a year old, and we're walking around. I got him in one thing, and it's like the fifth inning. Somebody walks up to you and be like, hey, do you want a ticket for free or five bucks or whatever, depending mm. on what inning it is? I'm like, yeah, sure. We'll go. So we'll go in Wrigley and walk around for a little bit. Oh, it's awesome. A beer and then head right on out. Walk yep. Around. That's it. Yeah, I uh, I caught a Phillies and Cubs game at Wrigley. Oh. I visited a buddy of mine who lives in Chicago now. Yeah. Long time. Uh, best friend of mine and commissioner of our home league. So mm. uh, shout out to Marcus. Uh, but I was visiting him and, uh, and we saw a game at Wrigley. It just was one of those stadiums I wanted to kind of hit, you know, oh, like across sure like the to. scope of, you know, the, the different classic stadiums. It's amazing. Right. It's there's a lot of the newer baseball stadiums. Quick tangent are just like really modern and very interesting and new looking, but Wrigley is just as old timey as they get. And yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved being in there. Uh, just a really unique experience on like literal bleachers and like just you're covered. It just, it was right. great. It was really yeah. a, a unique time. Um, and had to get a Chicago style hot dog, of course. Of I'm course, like you had to, yeah. But, uh, but you had to, you know. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, but uh, it's <laughs> awesome. And of course, like yeah. the, the Bulls uh, grew up uh, as a kid, just idolizing. Michael Jordan, of course, you right, know, and, right. you know, it's like being in Philadelphia, everyone loved Michael Jordan. Everyone loved sure. the bulls. You know, it's like, if you didn't like basketball, you didn't like any, you know, it just wasn't one right. of those things. Like it was such a cultural phenomenon, you know, it was, it was a, a, a really fun thing to, to kind of grow up with, but yeah, very cool. Definitely. But Wrigley now though, it, it, it compared to what it is back then to what it is now, Outside of Wrigley is it, it's completely changed. Like there's a there's a shopping center over there now, like almost right by the by 
by Wrigley Field. I think it's literally you can walk right into Wrigley into the shopping center or something like that. It's, Interesting. So like yeah, the way. Oh, really? Interesting. There's a target the... right there, and um, you know they built all these big billboards that cover the you know bleachers from behind you, so the rooftop people can't really see in inside anymore. Interesting. Yeah. 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 The way we got there, and and when I went, it was when my oldest son was like six months old, so we mm. had him in like this like chest carrier thing, right. you know. Uh, we, we we took a bus. It just was like one of the longer bus rides. Okay. I remember it's just like a public transportation, just like a lot of stops. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't remember much about the surrounding area. I just remember okay. getting off the bus and we were just at the stadium. It was like, oh, okay. it's here. That's cool. Yeah. You know, um, but it was like right in the neighborhood. It was like kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, like, like you said, you were five like houses down or whatever. So I, I can imagine that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, I first heard about you when I myself entered into the fantasy football community. Uh, I noticed as I was kind of branching out, seeing who was out there kind of when, when I was like, kind of first starting out, um, we had a lot of mutual follows and mm -hmm. friends and things like this. How, how did you get involved? Are you a big fantasy player yourself or was it just kind of like introduced through your bears uh, fandom? No, I'm a huge fantasy football player. Loved it. I awesome. still love okay. it. Still play it. Um, I, you know, I always tell myself I'm gonna, you know, kind of get away from a couple of leagues next year, but then they st still keep adding up. You know, so it's yep. like what twenty something leagues now for for this coming season. I, I don't know. Oh, twenty some. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So it's, like, it's, are they mostly dynasty, or are they just kind of like? So I just actually started getting into dynasty about a year or two ago. Okay. I'll, yeah. Always redraft, strictly redraft. But um, my buddy Jax Falcone, part of the Andropples, has has of course yep. caught me onto this whole dynasty thing, and he's actually you know a great helping hand and showing me. So all those guys over there are great. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is interesting. I still do prefer redraft over dynasty, but um, it, you know to see a different side of how fantasy football can be played. It's right. Yeah. For so, sure. And that's why I'm sticking with it and, you know, <clears throat> letting it grow on me a little bit. But, yeah, I like it. It's fun. It's fun. It's definitely um, – how, how does one say this? You have to use different muscles for a dynasty exactly. or to exactly. redirect a whole other right. animal yeah. um, where it's just like uh, it just doesn't stop. You know, it's like seeming like every week a uh, player's little value could shift a little up or down. It's, exactly. it's, it's exactly. really great, but it is just one of these things. It's like every bit of like football news, like, Oh, like, wait, which thing is this gonna affect, you know, but yeah, I, I still have a special place in my heart for, for a redraft. Yeah. Our long running, like home league, if you will, is a, is a redraft, but like keeper league. So it's kind of like a happy medium where you can right. kind of keep a couple players, but not too many because we want to keep like the player pool fresh. Um, but yeah, so I'm definitely a big redraft guy, but over the last four or five years really have been hitting uh, dynasty hard, but that's awesome. Yeah. 20 yeah. leagues. That, that is fantastic. <laughs> um, but just, uh, just speaking of the, 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 the uh, community, um, I found it to just be a really wonderful place, really great people. Um, even, you know, things oh. like, like um viridian global oh yeah i'm sorry she just came down and just turned the started playing this machine hold on a second oh yeah I'm no sorry. problem no problem hey. hey 
What are you doing? Don't play that. I'm doing something right now. Go upstairs. Go. Sorry. That's right. Sweet little thing. Yeah. She's she's the princess, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um as as part of the, the community, um, even places like um uh, Viridian Global, you you have a line with that. Yeah. Uh, so so just kind of explain how how you got like how long has this been happening? Like like how like so, what is yeah how long have you um, been involved? So the fantasy football I've been doing for a long long time, and then um you know once COVID started um you know it COVID sucks and everything yes but uh, some good came out of it with me absolutely getting involved with with watching more like live streams or, or pre-recorded streams, whatever, and getting down this avenue of fantasy football to you know, fantasy football information and news, like watching you guys and, and other outlets and organizations and people and just kind of networking with them and, you know, getting advice from them. And, and some are really good. Some are just like, what, what are you thinking? This is the same thing I was thinking. And he's giving me the same advice. So some are not so good, but Regardless of that, I mean, you know, connecting with everybody and making these new relationships is pretty cool. Um, there, there are some asses out there, to be honest with you. I may be one of them at times, and that's okay. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I'm okay. I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Right, right. Gotcha. But yeah, Ver- Viridian Viridian's great. Um, I love those guys over there. They're a great company up north. Uh, hello, guys. So Absolutely. yeah, check them out at viridianglobal.com. I think... I, I may have been what, like one of the first non-fantasy football personalities to be invited or, or joined. That's great. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I, Bo, I, uh, maybe Bo was. I'm not sure. Bo's, uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that yeah. could be. So, yeah, the, the one item on the collection that, that I especially like mm-hmm. are the boxer briefs with the, with the word icon in a very particular place. Yeah. Uh, I might need to eye those up, you know. Uh, but yeah, a lot of good stuff on there. So I, I highly you. recommend Thank people you. check that out. Yeah. Um, They're quite comfortable so too. Oh, that's Very good cool. to know. That's good to know. <laughs> so when did your uh, icon show start? Like, did that come out of the pandemic? Had you been doing that it, prior? It was, um, uh, I guess, long story short. So my my other host and I, uh, Philip, who's my best friend, he stood up at my wedding, gave us great speech. I love him to death. Uh, we lived in Chicago together at the time. He's now currently residing in New York and back and forth from, you know, there to Chicago. He's the we one had, in the suit. <laughs> right. Exactly. I gotcha. Exactly. I gotcha. Yeah. So, um, we, we started a little online radio show, like prior to what podcasting is nowadays, I guess. So we would, you know, pick a day and he'd, you know, he'd come over to my house or vice versa. And we would sit there for like four hours recording the show and we're playing all these, you know, really cool, like punk rock music or whatever I would like, you know, too. And it was just a lot of fun, but it took so long for it, us to piece it together, like a day or so, and then put it on the website and everything like that. This was, again, before podcasting. So that ran, kind of ran its course. I, I then moved and left Chicago or left Chicago, moved to uh, Massachusetts out here. And then the pandemic thing started, and I, I gave Philip a call. I said, "Listen, I, I'm not doing anything. You want to do this show with me?" And it kind of evolved from there, I guess. So, yeah, it's basically a show about I don't know anything and everything, if you if you want to call it that, maybe. 
Yeah. Not well, I, I just think that, that that your show is a ton of fun. Uh, I think I think the one the couple that I checked out just hilarious. Uh, the one Thank dude, uh, uh, not Philip. Uh, can you remind me who? Ryan. 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 I think yeah. it was like a junk food draft uh, with, yeah. with with Kelly on, and yeah. in this particular episode, he was he was loaded. You know, it was. Yeah. It just was so great. Um, but yeah, but the show's a ton of fun. So so it did Thank come you. out of the pandemic then. It did. It did. So yeah. Kind of um, like not, not much going on. Was it kind of out of boredom? You just want to kind of bring it, bring back like some, some of those old vibes from before? Or? It was kind of a little bit of everything. You know, I, I, I miss seeing Philip's face and stuff uh, on a daily basis. And this way I can see him at least on a weekly basis now, you know, Um and then the way we got around to like having guests is like I didn't want to bother like some old musician friends or or other people that I know. I just, I just wanted to kind of branch out and meet other people like on the fantasy football circuit, I guess. And yeah, with yeah. the connections I've made on Twitter and everything else, uh, I I just asked a bunch of people if they want to come on. And they're like, sure. I'm like, all right, we're not really talking about fantasy football though. Just so you know, they're like they're like, wait a second, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, it's yeah. Just, we're, we're doing like a potato chip draft or whatever. I don't know, whatever ridiculous topic we, we have in store. Um, and, and everybody's been really receptive of it and very cool. And they all, you know, uh, off camera say thanks. It, it's kind of a relief for them not to go on another um, podcast or, or YouTube show to talk about football or anything. So uh, in the middle of football season, too. So right. That's pretty right. Much all they do. So. You know, getting them away from that um, helps us greatly, you know, with uh, different people, I guess, viewing and stuff uh, who wouldn't normally watch the show at all. You know, right, so, right. Yeah. And we're not real. We don't really care for numbers at all. Um, we're not. You know, we just we like doing what we do. And, just you know, just in it for for the fun. Right. If, if it's one person who likes it or, or 500. Great. Whatever it is, you know, and then. Uh, Unless, uh, so th for all the sponsors out there who've been hounding us, no. <laughs> right, right. And, and I'll reiterate again, unless you're paying me my actual work salary, I will not be sponsoring anybody. There you go. So yeah. yeah, no, I think um, I think you bring up a good point. Like, um, as someone who's trying to, you know, just kind of enjoy putting out content or giving fantasy football advice. Like that's like my main thing is I, I just want to try to help people yeah, in the same yeah, way. If, 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 if people reach out and they tag me in something, it literally like makes my week. It's like someone actually yeah. cares about what I have to say on this stuff. And it's just, right. it's really a, a very like rewarding thing, but I still have a family. I still have a full-time job. So it's exactly. like, I'm not, nowhere near ready to like make that leap and i don't see right. that being a thing so i'm just going to try to enjoy it so i think that's a really good perspective you have but yeah. even for having people on your show in season there is just such pressure <laughs> to have to come out with answers to everything you know what i mean and we right. put it on ourselves obviously you know and right. because we enjoy it we, we, we're thinking these things through and we're trying to help other people out too but it is just nice to just like talk about you know like you said like your favorite potato chips you know right. like and, it, and it's just a fun way to just kind of get out of that routine and that cycle. So it's fun to not only go there as a as a football person, but also just take that in 
because it's like if, if I, I have like my little rotation of like football podcasts right. I listen to, it's nice to break it apart, but just something of that's course. just, goofy, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's why I, there's definitely a, a, a time and place for that. So I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But it's and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not mocking any of the guys who, who, who are doing what you do. And look, if you guys are successful and you're making some money, fucking all the power to you, man. Yeah. I'd love right, it. For right. you guys. Do it, do it. Uh, make it happen. You know, there's, it's great. I, I, I want to see people succeed on here, but me, I'm just let you guys have this, the spotlight. You know, I'm, I'm just, right, right. I'm, I'm nobody. I'm nobody back here. I'm just I just find that so fascinating because it seems like there was this massive wave of people joining this football, uh, or the fantasy football community right. because of the pandemic. And I was one of them. Yeah. So like, I I've been playing. I'm I'm now playing fantasy football for for 17 years. I have eclipsed half of my life over. <laughs> like I started when I was like 15, so now right. more than half my life I've been playing this this silly game, right? Um. So with the pandemic, I was like temporarily like furloughed from my full time yeah. job. So yeah. just like, and and we had our hands full with like the kiddos at home for a while. It was, it was a whole oh, situation. Yeah. Obviously, oh, yeah. I don't need to tell you about it. But um, so I'm like thinking, well, you know, not no. I and mean, again, the, the 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 job situation is is good now. It's right. everything's fine. Right. Uh, but then I was like, well, why don't I just try this out? You know, just see where it goes. Just kind of get involved. And I knew nothing about the yeah. community side of things. I'm just like, I'm just gonna make an account. I'm gonna put some information out there. See who cares. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, so I just find it very fascinating how really good and great things can come from really bad places. You know what Definitely. I mean? Exactly. And it seems like there was this really big wave of people who were all kind of going through that. And then we all sort of came together. And again, some people like really like skyrocketed and right. some you're just kind of doing their thing and it's cool. Right. But uh, so I just found that to be like, just very fascinating. Um, you know, uh, I, I found like, a lot of my creative, uh, like my best creative uh, endeavors have come from like bad times or bad places. Exactly. Just like yeah. And now, and now we're here. It's just, it's just very unique. Like two, basically two years later, you know, right. it's, just, it's just fascinating to me, you know, just how, how that played out, you know? No, it's but. very cool. And, 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 you know, nine, I'd say 90% of the fantasy football community is fucking super cool. You know, absolutely. <laughs> we won't really absolutely. talk about the other 10%, but, um, you know, ha did you go to the uh, fantasy football expo in Canton last year? I did not. Um, okay. I really want to go. It's just like with my work, like vacation days, yeah. it's just like, yeah. it's like, cause I'm only in Pennsylvania. I'm not too far. I, I can right. do the drive easily, you know? Um, but it's just like a matter of like prioritizing vacation days for like doing like actual like vacations right, with right. my family. So it's, it's, it's this big like tug of war. And like, I have both of the websites I write for will have stands at the expo. Like I'll have plenty yeah. of people to chill with, you know what I mean? Right. So it's not that at all. It's just, uh, so I'm, I really want to get there. Definitely yeah. want to get there. Last year definitely was like, sitting at home watching preseason games, just like angry. I wasn't in Canton, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, but you were down there, I guess. I, I was, yeah, it was a ton of fun. I got to meet uh, and hang out um, and have a lot of a uh, late night Taco Bell with, with some people out there. So it was a lot That's of awesome. fun, a lot of fun. Great to see everybody um, actually in person, um, see their height 
act, you know, because yeah. we don't know how tall we really are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Detroit Beastie, uh, Chris Robin is a tall. He's a F-O-B. tower. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. I love him to death. Hello, Beastie. Yeah. But I, I, I'd be like hurting my neck trying to like look up at him, you know, <laughs> yeah. because yeah. I'm uh, not the tallest in the world. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'll, I'll just say that. But either way, right. uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's, it's still a possibility. And if I okay. get there, I'll be thrilled, but it's just, you know, still. Well, kind of if, you, if you do, let me buy you a martini. I know a great martini bar out there. Oh, yeah. excellent. Well, yeah. that, that might be even more motivation to go. No, there you go. Uh, there but you yeah, go. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So you, you mentioned you, you don't care about the numbers and you don't care about all that kind of which is great. You know, uh, definitely a, a very, humble approach to just the endeavor, just have having fun, but where can people find your stuff? So I'm obviously a follower of yours on Twitter. I'm a subscriber on YouTube. Where can they check out all things Gemmo the icon? That that's basically it is Twitter, YouTube. And then, that, and if you go to Gemmo, the icon.com, the website is there. It's got um, not so much information on there. It's just enough, I guess, pretty plain and straightforward and simple. That's it. Gotcha. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Every week, I think we, we try to go live every Tuesday. Um, I think we've been pretty good the last several weeks, actually. But occasionally we'll take a week or two off, you know, because, you know, there's three of us and scheduling and, um, you know, we, we it's just sometimes, you know, a roller coaster, as you as you know. So right. you know, oh, we're, yeah. We're, yeah. we're trying to be as consistent as possible. And, you know, if there's no show that you'll know there'll be no promo. So gotcha, gotcha. And I love those promos. I really do. I, I, I think uh, the promos are sometimes better than the actual show itself. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. But no, but 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 they are very like stylistically pleasing. And and again, I can just do this like zombie scroll going through Thank like you. my timeline, and I, it yeah. makes me stop. And I know we, we have a mutual friend, um, third and short. Oh, who, love who made you yes. <clears throat> love him to death? He made your like updated, like what He's I would call it, like, like a yeah. Miami Vice style yeah, logo. Yeah, yeah love so your promos, his art, like his edits, yeah. like literally make me stop and just like look and pause. Like, yeah. fantastic, He's great, man. He's done, he's done a lot of work for me. And and a little short, uh, I love him. Yeah, I, oddly enough, I went on Viridian Global today and, and I got, uh, I don't know where. There it is. So I, oh, I, I, it doesn't show you what I got, but I did make an order over at Viridian Global. I got a third and short T-shirt. Nice. And also, uh, my Chicago buddy uh, P2W Fantasies T-shirt. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. We, we, we love Nick and we love, love Michael Nick. for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it was interesting when um, you uh, first uh tweeted out like like your updated like logos and stuff that, that he had made for you i had been in the process of like making my own rankings and i saw like some other people had gotten him to make right. like little designs and things for their rankings so i hit him up i'm like hey i love your stuff can you please make some rankings for me yeah. and i mean I'll, I'll just go back to like my instagram and i'll just like like just be amazed by them like they they yeah. his his like touch on things is just fantastic. I mean, thank God that they look much better than the actual accuracy of the rankings, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, big, big, big fan. So that's no, cool. Him, we have a him. mutual he's, buddy there. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a magician Beth, with what he does and how he creates things. So I can love him to death, man. 
definitely, yeah, and, definitely. And definitely a little bit of inspiration, you know, with, with, when I'm doing my videos, because, you know, whatever's going on in this little mind of mine, I just, it just happens, I guess, you know, and then I look back at it when you're going back to edit it, and you're like, what would Parker do? What do you do? <laughs> okay. And then, then it just, it's a bad rabbit hole. And then you finally put it together and you post it and then you look back at it and you're like, fuck, I could have changed one more thing. And that, that's why, it, that's it. why I hate rewatching our show and hate rewatching any of the promos that, that we put out or anything like that. It's just, it's a, it's a weird thing. Um, I remember when I was younger, I was like obsessed with, with, with Jim Carrey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like liar, liar, Ace Ventura, just huge fan. I mean, still, you know, Right. But he he made a in an interview. He said he can't go back and watch himself in movies. Yeah. He just he has no interest in it. And now that I have a show and I completely once I'm done recording, I I'll send it out and that they publish right. it. I'm never going back. I don't I don't need to see it. I'll let other people enjoy yeah. it. So I'm I'm in the same way. Right. So I'll just be too like oh I I should have said this. Or I could have phrase that differently right, right? right. you're you're, 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 you're yeah. your own worst critic i guess you know that's exactly it yeah. yeah but uh but it's like man like even jim carrey can't do that it's just a, it's just a fascinating yeah. thing you know but uh yeah so just going back to your to your website for a second yeah i was scrolling through and i saw like you this little bio for everyone on the show which is just really <laughs> neat but something really stuck out to me, and uh, you mentioned that you were afraid of heights. Yeah, I and heights. that really, I identify with that in yeah. a major way. Like, so I'm just curious. Like, like, at what degree does that kick in for you? Like, on hiking, like hiking, like unsecured heights, or even like observing, like like a skyscraper. Or do you kind of like stay back? Like, you know, oh, I, I, I stay way back. Yeah, yeah. As you know, when we went, you know, if you're ever in Chicago and and you know do the touristy thing and go up to, uh, you know, the Sears Tower, which I guess is now the Willis Tower. It'll always be That's the right. Sears Tower to me. That's right. Yep. Uh, go up to Hancock as well. And you know they have great observation decks, but you know you you won't fucking catch me up there, man. <laughs> I can't do it. It's a weird thing because I've been to Chicago a couple of times in the last yeah. couple of years to, to to visit my buddy, and um, these things you have to pay for, you have to yep. wait in line for, right? And in no other universe does that make sense for someone like me to do. But we're here, so let's just do it. You know what I mean? Um, but but the sky deck uh, in the Willis Tower was legitimately um legitimately frightening yeah but all just, you're you're standing on a piece of glass basically it's a that, glass that, floor. A piece of glass yeah and again like what when we happened to do it our that this was the same trip where our oldest born was was six months old mm -hmm. so we actually have like a picture of him like crawling on it like like oh, we're like yeah. sickos but still it was like right. looking back i'm like that that's really messed up we must have <laughs> just been like really tired or just like i don't know but um and then in the in the Hancock uh, or in the former Hancock Center, right. I think the new name is just like the address. It's like a kind of a weird thing. Yeah. But anyway, it's like the wider at the bottom than like the two antennas yep. on top. Yep. They had this thing called Tilt, which is like I think they recreate it um, in like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where like they put their oh, feet up on right. the on these railings and then mm -hmm. they like lean their forehead against the window. Yeah. <laughs> but in this thing, you hold these bars. You, you like stand on a, on a platform, you hold these bars and this window just leans forward. 
So you just lean forward. It's kind of like a reverse, like uh roller coaster harness. It's sure. just out. You hold it out there. Then it just leans you forward for like a minute or whatever it is. Wow. So just, you can see amazing view, but it's just like, again, just glass right in front of you. Again, mm. another thing I paid for, waited in line for just cause we're there, you know, but I, I was not, once I was done, I was happier. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so like unsecured heights, well, that, that, that is obviously secure heights, but still right. just the thought it's only glass that's separating you from splat, yeah. you know? Um, but like going on hikes, like you're not going to see me going on too many hikes, you know? No, I saw that. No. That's not for me. One thing though that is pretty fun um, is like parasailing. Do you ever do that at like the beach or, or anything no, like that? No, no, I'm, I'm I'm not uh, not a beach kind of going guy. I guess. Oh, I, gotcha. Okay. I, every year we we go out to uh, the Outer Banks, of North Carolina. It's a big oh beautiful. Vacation. Yep, it's fantastic spot. So that's that's the only time I'll ever do like beach things. You know. Um, and there's nice so you don't have like the real like touristy trap kind of things like right. the parasailing. Right. But if you ever do the parasailing, like they just shoot you way up in this thing. You sit there. It actually is surprisingly peaceful up there. Really? But again, I, I really enjoyed it. I was really like hesitant. Um, but, 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 but my wife and I did that where we were in like, uh, I think in the uh, Dominican, we, we did like an anniversary okay. trip, like to, to right. the Dominican. And, um, and we did that and and that was great you know the really great view really peaceful up there but you know that's probably as far as i'll go you're not going to see me skydiving you're not going to see me like do anything like like bungee jump like forget it yeah, you know what i mean yeah. but but that was pretty peaceful but uh sure. really yeah. kind of pushing the limits on, on the heights uh for sure yeah. but well, uh you, you know what i'm thinking of doing is um because we're heading out to the outer banks i think next month and me and my wife have always wanted to do something away from the kids and the family and stuff. So we're finally getting a, you know, one full day alone together. That's nice. I, I want to go on a hot air balloon ride for whatever reason. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, again, the height thing is going <laughs> to probably shit my pants or something, but I don't know. Maybe I'll have a couple of edible edibles before I go on. And we'll see what happens. Maybe it's a bad idea. Good idea. I don't know. I'll keep you updated on that though. I'm sure that, be that that is definitely something that that's like a bucket list item for me. I think yeah. that would be fun because you are in like a basket. You know what right. I mean? It's not right. see through on the bottom like like the Chicago yeah. sicko stuff. You know, but um, <laughs> yeah, do 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 let me know how that goes yeah. uh, and, and yeah. enjoy your time there. It's it, yeah. I've only been down there once. Phenomenal. I'm yeah. just used to like the Jersey Shore, where it's just like a pizza place every ten feet on the boardwalk. <laughs> Seagulls. It's horrible. Yeah. Um. But going to like Myrtle Beach or Outer Banks, especially oh, yeah. just quiet, you know, you just enjoy the clean beach. You know, it's, just, it's just great. Nice. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Definitely. Well, so we're just basically just going to wrap it up now. I really appreciate hey, you man. coming on the no, show. Uh, this was a great conversation. So I appreciate you, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It's, it's wonderful. And please, I, I have to return the favor. Come on the show anytime you want. Um, and we'll discuss, I don't know, socks, underwear, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Brian was talking about yoga pants the other night or something. I don't know. What, okay. Hey, but yeah. Anytime. I, I'm game for, for whatever you got. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, good. so can you remind um, my good audience? And when I say my audience, I really mean at least my mom, like she always watches. So hi mom, hi, mom. Uh, please tell my mom uh, where she can find 
Jemmo the Icon. Yes. Well, hello, Mom. Uh, you can find me at JemmoTheIcon.com. And then um, at, just type in Jemmo the Icon. Stuff will pop up for about me, I hope. But it's streaming most. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and good <laughs> things. Uh, but streaming yeah. most Tuesday nights. Yeah. We'll say PM, Tuesday right? nights. Yeah. 9 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. Eastern. Yeah. And if not, then uh, then find us over on the YouTube and watch some, some uh, hard-hitting classics there. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Gmo, thank you for coming on and uh, best of luck with your bears and best of luck with, with, with those dynasty teams and those redraft Definitely. teams. Likewise. Right. Good luck. Good luck with your Eagles. They're looking good. Like that AJ Brown pick up there, by the way. Oh man. I, yeah, that was a very exciting time. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I had to wait a little bit to stand up and get a drink at the party. I was at, if you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I was all fired up hey, about AJ Brown. <laughs> real quick. Did do you, you guys drafted cart or didn't draft cart. You have Carson strong, right? The Eagles. Didn't they sign him to, a, they um, signed him as an undrafted free agent, Yeah, which I thought was yeah. wild. I, I was really surprised he didn't uh, get drafted, you know, and then, I think that injury him thing on. I think that was scared great. some teams, but I'm I'm yeah. liking that, man. I'm liking that because what do you feel about uh Hertz? So What's your thoughts on him. I, I think um it's an interesting situation because mm -hmm. there are legitimate question marks on like his deep ball accuracy, right? And I wanted them to get a wider seat. I, I I made a mock draft. I had the Eagles mocked to get uh Traylon Burks. Who okay. ironically, <laughs> the swap with the Titans, we got right. AJ Brown, who was like a comp for, for Burks, and the sure. Titans got Burks, who's like a cheaper version of AJ Brown. So I think having AJ Brown as a presence there to complement like the opposite side of the field of, of Devonta Smith, Smith. Yeah. I think that's going to do wonders for, for, for Jalen Hurts and his like his confidence or like his like completion percentage. So then that way the deeper threats can be like Jalen Rager, who was just not a good, you know, obviously a big, big bust, you know, but at least this right. way they don't have to rely as much on giving it to these like lower tier play. Like it again, kind of throw it in AJ Brown's territory, big right. body, big wingspan. He'll almost likely break down. Mm -hmm. um, so there are like legitimate question marks about Jalen hurts. I think the moves they did, are trying to put him in the best position to succeed sure. possible. So it really is just kind of all on him because the Eagles have two first round picks next year right. and a pretty nice quarterback class. It really wouldn't surprise me if they looked that direction and it just depends, you know, and, and Harry Roseman is like a really big, like mover as far right. as like picks and stuff go. Um, so I think it can go a number of different ways, but I think, um, I, I don't like the phrase make or break kind of seasons because he has progressed very well in terms of like wins and losses and just right. overall solid play with the new head coach and everything that kind of puts like a monkey wrench in it. But so I think he has pretty decent uh, leash, if you will, you know, okay. uh, big, big, big fan, but obviously he has to show uh, that he is advancing, you know, because it is it, it is rough out there, you know. It doesn't right. take much for 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 a team to kind of go a different, uh, different direction. But exactly. I am optimistic. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, he's. Well, I mean, obviously, he's like a great leader and very, he's very smart and stuff. But just the deep ball accuracy. Just if he can get that down, mm -hmm. that'll just do wonders for the uh, offense uh, right. as a whole for sure. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, hopefully, my Bears take a page out of your Eagles book and surround you know Justin Fields with some weapons like that in the near future. And, and then hopefully the drill will be out on him. We'll see. We'll see. And one more question for you, man. Miles oh, Sanders. 
I, I love Miles Sanders. I was a big fan of him. I drafted him almost in every, every time I could draft him when he was good. I, I did. Required him in somehow, some way. What what's what's the story on him? It, it's it, it's really baffling. Right? It's really baffling to me because the Eagles from the from through the Doug Peterson era were one of like the heavier like committee backfield right. situations. But um, yeah, Mike Mike uh, Mike Clay from ESPN shared this stat. Uh, couple weeks ago, he said that the Philadelphia Eagles in 2021 season led the NFL in rushing touchdowns, which is true. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> but Miles Sanders, their lead running back, didn't have a single one. That's um, insane. He it's not like he's not performing well. He got he had like a little he had like some injuries or whatever. But like, right. I have no idea. And I'm also a big fan you know, from, from the Penn state to like the Eagles, it's just sure, like, perfect. Sure. it's like perfect, yep. you know, but, um, I, I have no answers for that. Yeah. It's just one of these weird things. I think I would probably like him as like an RB three this year, you know, like it could, could, could he be like, I, at that point? I think he's like a value. He's not really yeah. someone I want to like reach for, or if you're going like zero RB, you know, he could be like an interesting, like RB two kind of thing. But, um, yeah, it's it's just a really weird situation. Uh, they still have Kenneth Gainwell, who who can do like the the not only pass catching, but they used him in like in like the in like the red zone and stuff. Right. So they did. Um, now, do you guys think, still like, have well, Jordan Howard? Is he still there? You know, I think. Could he I, obviously like he ended the season on the Eagles? I actually don't know off the top of my head if he's yeah. still on the roster or not. Um, but they did bring back Boston Scott. Uh, you know, I think they might have Jordan Howard still, and I'm wow. a big fan of his. Obviously, he was very yeah. productive with like the Bears and stuff. Right. Um, right. yeah. So it's well Miami, I think. Right? Is that he went there as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he yeah. was in he was in Miami for for a minute, then he came on back to to, mm-hmm. to Philly and stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a really weird one. I I don't know what's happening there, but I think with these kind of like ambiguous situations, you kind of want to lean on the talent and the sure. quality of like the offense. Sure. So in this case, Eagles have a good offensive line, a rushing quarterback that can open up opportunities for the mm-hmm. running back. It's just, we just can't dictate like, like the usage of when yeah. these guys are going to be on the field. And that's just, what's really frustrating, you know, yeah. where you yeah. think like Sanders could be having a hot game up and then just putting right. gain. Well, <laughs> to, to get like that eight yard rush for, for like the touchdown right. to go. Oh, no, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, really good question. And I wish I had a better answer for you, but that's all right. That's all right. I like yeah. him as like a, as like an RB three option, I think yeah. for, for, for this upcoming season. Yeah. 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 Well, ho- hopefully ho- he'll have a great season. I'm a, still a big fan of him. Love him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. All righty. Well, thanks again for coming on. And no, thank you, um, Steve. Appreciate it. Anytime you, you have a question about a player, just don't hesitate to hit me up. All right. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, sir. For sure. All right. We'll see. We'll see you soon. Bye, mom. Yep. Bye, mom. <laughs>